Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by James and Callum. How are you going, guys? Not bad. Not bad. Um, so this uh, week, we're going to talk about all the movies that had, uh, I guess, a, a wider release. So we were able to since, see outside of our MIF experience. Yeah, since we were away for about three weeks for MIF, and then we had three weeks of MIF kind of related episodes... Um, during that time, we saw a whole bunch of movie, new release movies that weren't part of MIF um, that we wanted to talk about but hadn't had a chance to yet. So, we're going to do a little catch-up episode. So, the first movie we're going to talk about tonight is probably... The uh, most important the movie. The most important movie, arguably. We saw this before MIF? We did. Bit before the day MIF? before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's an Australian horror movie made by what? Uh, I haven't got the director's names. Uh, Danny and Michael Filippo. They did YouTube first. Yeah, so they were, they were. I don't know if you guys ever followed their channel. Their, their channel was called Racka Racka, and they used to do like crazy stunt videos and like just really crazy stuff. They had one thing where it's like they'd he'd dress up as um, Ronald McDonald and kill people and run around with a chainsaw and it's just crazy stuff and they had like marvel versus dc and like flying around and the videos got more and more crazy and over the top and the stunts got more and more you yeah, know insane, bigger yeah. and insane and the special effects got more and more insane and they kind of kind of kept trying to out outdo, the, at, outdo at some, themselves at some point the next thing is just to make a movie but that's <laughs> and, and that's like and their videos like kept getting demonetized or taken down because <laughs> they were just like doing crazy stuff kept doing it and they were a huge channel and then like for a couple of years they just didn't do anything and then all of a sudden i see a24 is releasing an australian horror movie i'm like that's interesting this oh, is before, and these guys... Yeah. Also, this is before we've been hyping up the Australian movies over the last few weeks on the show, but this is before we knew they were good. Yeah, this is like last year. <laughs> so, we year. went into the movie with a little bit of trepidation. Yeah, but last year, it's just like, oh, this is interesting. The fact that it's got the A24 yeah. seal of approval yeah. means it's at least It's going to have some quality to it. Yeah. yeah. And it, the fact yeah, that those... It's so good to see A24 and... and I mean, Umbrella is... You know, pretty local. The Australian, shorts. but yeah. it's good to see A twenty four taking an interest in well, Australian. That's art. the thing is Australian because film. you know if they're interested that it's got it's a seal of quality. Well, yeah. You you know even if you don't like it or it's not great, it's like that's worth going to see. Yeah. So the fact that this, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm just saying this. I think it might be their first Australian A twenty four's first Australian uh, yes, yeah. co production. Nothing else comes. I to don't mind. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's probably wrong, but whatever. But the fact that they had that seal of approval, I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. We like horror movies. We have to see this. We like it. Then on top of that, <laughs> oh, it's the Racka Racka boys, the twin twin brothers who used to make silly videos. This is even more interesting. The fact that they went from, like, they grad, not no offense to YouTube, but they graduated to... Oh, oh, come on, man. Movies. Of movies are... Yeah, I mean, know, there's they, more they prestigious, are, whatever. It's the pinnacle it's the, of the... It's the ladder yeah, it's the of pinnacle. It's, YouTube yeah, is it, the bottom rung. It, it is because it's accessible. Well, and, I mean, you know, there like, are some people who are so successful on YouTube that, you know... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. This yeah, doesn't really... YouTube, yeah. yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. That's, that's its own... And YouTube is its own... Um, ecosystem. Ecosystem. Yeah. And it has its own... Um, its own challenges. and Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. it's If you're a YouTuber, that's not... It's not the same as filmmaking. It's no, 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 it's it's not a it's not lesser because no, you're yeah, on YouTube. It's yeah, still a hard no. thing to do, and yeah. there are YouTubers who do great work. But I'm saying, yeah, yeah when yeah, you graduate to a yeah. feature film, and when that feature film is picked up by A24 for distribution, pretty big deal. It is, yeah, yeah, so, especially in an Australian context. Yeah, so the 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 um, Danny and Michael Filippo they. Uh, they wrote it and they were like, we're shopping it around to, um, you know, production companies trying to get it made. And they were going to get it made with a big American studio. Um, but the studio kept giving them notes and kept trying to change things. And, you know, they were like worried it was going to lose its Australianness and was going to lose it, lose its, its unique uniqueness. Yeah. yeah. And they were going to try to Hollywoodize it. And, you know, they would have got a big budget, but it's just like, nah, let's go back to Australia and make it here. So they made it independently. They're from South Australia. So it was shot in South Australia with Australian actors. It's set in Australia. Um, and they made it and then it like played at some festivals and then A24 saw it and brought it up for distribution. Um, 
And so that's even more impressive that A24 didn't fund this movie and get it made. It was funded independently in Australia, made independently in Australia. That is more impressive. And then they shopped it around and A24 was like, we need that. Yeah, because I would have assumed that Cause the it quality... was they purchased a script or something and then... Wait, have we said know. it's called Talk To Me? Talk? No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the most important movie we're talking about tonight and one I've been wanting to talk about since we saw it... <laughs> Um, we is, got so excited. Apologies. Is the Australian horror movie Talk to Me, which is really good. Yeah. As I mean, we're all horror fans, and we've talked about on the show before. <laughs> horror horror movies are a dime a dozen. They just churn them out, and most of them are cheap and bad. Yeah. Um, and occasionally you have okay ones, and very occasionally you have like really good ones, and very rarely you have like all time great yeah. yeah horror movies. I'm going to say it right now. Talk to me is one of the best horror movies in a long time. I don't want to yeah. say the last 10 uh, years. You might get like I don't want to say the last 20 yeah. years, but it's an exhaustive list we'd have to comb, but it yeah, feels I think it you get one feels like it's an yeah. instant classic. Yeah. You get yeah. one of this quality maybe like once every few years. Cuz we look, like, was it last year we saw like Barbarian smile. and a couple of smile. It's like we like those movies. Those are great. Yeah. I think Talk to me is like better. I'd say it's on the same level as Barbarian myself. Okay. But yeah, I think, I think it's, it's up at that triple triple A gold star status. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, in terms of, especially in terms of new horror movies, because we've talked about before, there's no good classic, like 80s was like, you know, 70s, 80s was like, that's when you get all your best horror movies. And there's good 21st century horror movies, but... But they all try and do something... I feel like that there, horror movies are made differently now, and they they try to do things yeah, a little differently. A, and than, also, the like Smile was good, Barbarian was good, but I they felt familiar enough. Mm. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. Talk to Me, the idea of it was different enough. The conceit, the like the, the more the concept, more originality. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also the fact that it was very Australian without uh, without, in, without without the, without, cringe, without yeah. the culture cringe. Yeah. Like. It was just very impressive, and I it was because it was well written. They didn't have to rely yeah. on any tropes. They didn't have to rely on any winks to the audience. To, to and all get the characters, yeah, the characters were likable and understandable. Um, understandable in terms of their motivations. Yeah, the, the, all the personal dramas for all the key yeah. characters was authentic. Yeah, and it wasn't forced, and it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't trying to be Australian. It was just. It just so happens made in Australia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's why it's translated so well overseas because it's doing. That's, I think it's doing even better in America than it is that's here, a which lot. is crazy. Oh, that, my, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. my in my opinion, that's where a lot of Aussie Queen quotes movies kind of fall apart because they try to lean a little bit too hard into the. It's an Australian. Yeah, it becomes. It stops being. Yeah. It, it stops being become an Aussie movie. It becomes an Orca movie. Well, no, it's and not. Also, it's not that. that but it, if you go too hard that way, it limits its appeal. Mm. More broadly, yeah. in we've terms also, of like its scope, like worldwide. We've also well. talked about how, like, usually when Australian movies come out, it's like, oh, okay, like yeah. you're not really, yeah. even if it's also, good, you're just kind of like, not hating, but the money's not here, so it'll be at least an Australian industry, horror movie, yeah. and it'll be like shot for like a hundred dollars. That's the thing is, like, <laughs> earlier this year, I watched uh, Run Rabbit Run on Netflix, which is an Australian kind of horror thriller, um, and that was kind of like. It was okay. Yeah. Like, I'd never, I'd probably never watch it again. It was not low, low budget, but it was just like nothing really uh, intense in the budget. Um, Whereas Talk to Me felt very. Felt high budget. Yeah. It felt Hollywood. Yeah. It felt very polished. Yeah. Without feeling so overly polished, like we complain about so many new movies, everything is so perfect and flat and digital and green screen. No, it just it felt like a very well made, well constructed, well shot movie, and yeah. it, and it was smartly written. It had it yeah. had some good kind of scary moments, some good horror moments, and the unique thing you've got that hand. That the hand character- is the centerpiece of the yeah. universe. So I mean, the- and that's the identifiable kind of like yeah, it has know, that icon. It's iconic. It, it has, has that, that icon yeah. in it. Like it has that the hand. Yeah, you think about the hand. That's it has branding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I th- I remember we talked about how there's no good like slasher villains anymore yeah. because you had your. Freddy Krueger, yeah. you had your Michael Myers, you had your Pinhead, 
you had your Jason you Voorhees. Got your now, yeah, now you don't really have that no, anymore. But at least we kind of have the hand. But this and we is, know the hand is yeah, the curse. This has got gonna, yeah, yeah, this has got a lament cool, configuration, if you will. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, lament, exactly, or the yeah. you know the the Book of the Dead from Evil Dead. Yeah, you know, the it's, Necromonicon. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's the central yeah. MacGuffin, and yeah. also the central themes of the movie. Uh, revolve around that and also the mystery of like where it came from what it truly is that's interesting as well um but yeah i mean we've kind of rambled on i got just really excited just to talk (laughs) about it because i've been holding it in um i mean we talked about it off air but like finally we get to talk about the show it's been out for a while over a month i think but it's it's doing well enough that it's still playing in a lot of places so if you haven't seen it please go see it if you like horror movies, even just a little bit, this is one to see. It's all, I think it's it also available Blu-ray? digitally. It's coming out. I yeah, it might be out on VOD. It's coming out on Blu-ray and 4K okay. soon. I'm not sure if it's yeah. out yet. Go um, see it in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Worth, I've saw it twice in the theater. Uh, if I had time and money, I'd probably go again. Um, Umbrella is doing the Australian release, which is good because we talked about that last week with Bird Eater, where they do a lot of cool physical. Yep. Um, media edition so they have released uh, or are going to release a special edition with like a hand we need you... to email Umbrella and be like can you sponsor the show please and just send us stuff <laughs> oh that would be a dream of mine we're local boys maybe maybe if, if we you, grow if you're listening Umbrella Entertainment hit us up yeah if we if we if we grow <laughs> and <laughs> if we get noticed you know maybe but um yeah like uh, I'm just really excited because it's such a good movie um and I just hope they don't shit the bed. With okay, with so that's the thing is it's and doing so well. It's doing so doing. well that they've already greenlit a C A twenty four's already greenlit a sequel. So yeah. but I trust I trust the Philippu brothers because apparently So the, the movies if if you the, don't know, basically it's about like a group of teenagers, um and they find this like porcelain embalmed hand, like a like a statue of a hand. Yeah. Um, and if you hold yeah, on to if you it, shake it. Yeah. If you shake the hand, grab onto it, and say, "Talk to me," like you can see spirits dead, or yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you can get uh, possessed, possessed yeah. by the ghost, and it's almost like a drug where it feels so good. Um, Look, you know, there's that saying: uh, if you what, if what is it? If you stare you, into the void, sometimes the the if you stare into story, the abyss uh, the long abyss enough, yeah. the abyss stares back. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the central, I guess. So, plot. and obviously, the main character Mia <coughs> is uh, suffering the loss of her, the grief and loss of her mother, and so using the hand is a obvious like allegory for any vice, drugs or yeah. alcohol or whatever it may be, um, to sort of overcome that and the fact that it has a link to the dead means she could have a potential link to her mother and of course like in all horror movies things go wrong yeah but unlike other horror movies it's not there's no cheap scares there's no i mean there's some jump scares but not really it's not a jump scary movie no um and the reason it works is mainly mainly because you care about the characters and they're they're charismatic um and you care about their relationships and like we said the idea of the hand is so interesting and somewhat unique that it it's just an interesting yeah it idea sets up for its a horror own little, movie. it sets up its own little universe mm. and it's like you we were talking about it after we saw it we're like i want to know more you know what i mean like well that's a, there's an implied history that's in what i was getting to is that because of the way it's written and the apparently um the brothers all the ghosts you see in the movie have a backstory all the writing on the hand has meaning yeah. and backstory. So they have like a production Bible, like that's yeah. not in the movie at all, but they know. Of the world, yeah. Yeah, so, all, all the, and the, the world has rules. So it's not just one of those movies where, oh, cosmagic yeah. or because yeah. demons or whatever. It's just like, no, no, this is what you can and can't do. And from a filmmaking perspective, this is how we, like the only time we see ghosts is when Mia sees them. Yeah. So it's like all from her point of view. So it's like they have set uh, like a set of rules and they have a background knowledge of the mythology or whatever of these supernatural things. 
that I trust that the sequel won't just be cash grab yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. doing well and more like we have so much material we could make anything we'll see, we'll see. it's going to be the test right because it's going to be interesting because you said that a24 didn't finance this movie like the movie was made before they got involved mm. yeah if it's a24's money now for the sequel how does the that change or whatever things, they're yeah. doing, how is that going to change things for well, the next movie i mean a24, a24 have a good track record. a24 have a good track record um and you know one of the reasons the brothers didn't uh, go to another studio was because it's like they were going to take away that uniqueness. They were going to take away that Australianness. Um, and besides, I think A twenty four will give them a lot of rope, considering that they're the golden children. That's the what moment. I'm. Sa- that's what I'm saying is, I feel like A twenty four is the studio who's like, we will let you have creative control. It'll be like Ari Aster. They're just throwing the money and yeah. leave him alone. Exactly. Like you, <laughs> and we, then you yeah, get Bo like, afraid. We, yeah, we, we like what you're doing. Do whatever you do. And then you get Bo is afraid. It's like, what the hell, dude? But okay. Um, <laughs> I need to watch that movie. Oh man, it's <laughs> depressing. It's disturbing. Uh, My dad enjoyed you it. Have to be, um, you have to be in the right mindset, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dad loved it. <laughs> he's, such a, he's got such awesome taste. Yeah, yeah, some awesome taste sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I have a... Because they also shot a lot of cell phone, like um, TikTok, Instagram Live footage. So much footage that they actually have a prequel for the this movie. Mm. Um, like already basically made, all set on screens. Like showing the, the, the first sort of possession of the one yeah. of the characters we meet at the beginning of the film. But I was listening to an interview with uh, Danny Filippo... And he, he was saying, like, I want to release it virally so it's like mm. it's something you come across. But the That's videos the videos keep getting taken down because they're quite extreme. Um, he's like, <laughs> I don't really want to put them on the Blu-ray because it's not the same as yeah, you wanna, just experiencing yeah. them. Um, but that would be interesting if that ever comes. <laughs> Only ever released on the dark web. <laughs> He, yeah, they should just maybe just go, we have release, to actually we have to work they, for they it. They should just release yeah. to- Torrance or something. Like the only really... place to release it is 4chan. Oh god, <laughs> I'm going to censor that in the podcast. No one needs to go on that website. <laughs> uh, we've dropped that yeah. before. Um, but yeah, like it would be interesting to see that, um, and that's why I kind of trust that the sequel that they have a good idea. And I think also this concept is interesting enough. Um, I don't want them to... Because we've talked about before where, like, you want to know things about the background of the hand or whatever, but if they reveal too much... You don't want to know too much, yeah. Yeah, but I think they definitely could just, you know, another city, another time, another set of characters. set it in the 70s. Yeah, whatever, and just be like... Well, like, because Voodoo and, like, he said it in, like, the 70s and, like... Anything, yeah. In, like, um... Like a Creole community, or kind of if Whatever, it's or you well, go, actually no, we speculate that it's voodoo. It might not be voodoo. That's it's the thing. Uh, that's the thing. It's like that's what's interesting about um, it. Is we never know yeah. the origin of the hand, and I mean, to even, show they might know the origin, and to show that might be cool. But I think also the mystery is part of even the fun. like the, the the idea that you know obviously magic exists in this universe, mm. but you can presume that there's at least one other hand out there, and maybe well, even they speculate a, maybe that. even a head. Like, and a, you and don't a know what's out. That you can say talk could, to me, but you have to grip it with your toes. That's that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's like they could just start introducing other body parts, like an eye or whatever. It's yeah. like, and this lets you do this, and like. And then what happens if you get all of them, James? That might yeah. And you then all you of them put them all the together. Time. Then you win your gear. Put them all together and you get the infinity yeah. gauntlet infinity or whatever. Or the, the mummy comes alive. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, they could do a lot. Uh, hopefully they don't run it into the ground and make 75 and they get increasingly cheaper. And But also that's kind of the fun of horror movies fun. as well. Yeah, let's not pretend that we're above it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that Jason, like the, the Friday the 13th box set isn't staring at me until October yeah. comes around. Yeah. Uh, those <laughs> movies... Uh, the perfect example of just the same quality of just none of these excel at all but um yeah talk to me is just a really really good effective film not just effective horror movie but effective film and it kind of started off a very strong year of australian uh films that we saw at MIF, including um late night with the devil bird eater Monolith was okay, and there was another one, wasn't there? Like, uh, um, Australian films. 
Oh man, there was another one. Uh, uh, Obviously, it couldn't have been that good. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, it's just it's my memory. It's yeah, not the it's quality of the film. We saw a lot of movies during Miff. Yeah, um, and there was and also Godless, which was another Australian film at Miff that we didn't get to we see. Were there but for the premiere. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> a adja- uh, premiere adjacent. Um, but uh, we will see that. And there was also another one called Your You Are Al- You're You're Alone. You cannot something you something. Yeah. That one, that one we have to see. Something you, something name. Yeah, you, you name. Yeah, something you, something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of Australian. I mean, there's always a lot of Australian horror movies, but I think this is the first time where we've seen a lot of them in a row and they've all been good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's fair. Um, but yeah, talk to me really Australia's good. It's so hot right now and I'm not talking about the weather. <laughs> oh, that's coming. El Nino um, confirmed. Oh, no. Yeah, they reckon Yuck. it's going to be bushfires. Oh, not again. And just sustained drought. Yeah. <sighs> climate change isn't real. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep not doing anything about climate That's change, it. everyone. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, Sophie Wilde, who plays the main character, Mia, she's really good and she's getting like really big now. She's in a Netflix show coming out soon. She, everyone's taking notice of her, so she's going to be a really big deal. Was it her that was in also like a BBC kind of show, or was it something? She, I think she had done some. She yeah. done like some Stan originals yeah, yeah. and maybe a BBC show. But yeah, this is her first. Like people are noticing, it's like she's going to be huge. It was a good performance. Yeah, uh, everyone in the movie was good, but yeah. I mean, she was like everyone's taking notice, um, and also. Uh, the movie was shot really quickly, um, and you know, for a certain you know, lower budget. So the fact that these guys kind of, you know, they started off as kids growing up making silly stunt videos, wrestling videos, and then kind of graduated to YouTube and sort of got more and more sort of... Uh, it's the art of movie magic. Yeah, but now it's like that that uh, experience is on show, even though they're still young mm. guys. Um, and the way they, can sh- they shot this film really quickly... Um, and cheaply. Yeah, but it's so well yeah, done. Like the the fact like, is, the movie had a budget of like four point seven million or something like that. I'm not I sure. I was on the Wikipedia. It, mm. Yeah, it said about like four and a half million yeah. Australian dollars. Well, the fact that the, apparently the fact that they cast Sophie Wilde in the first place, they lost a million dollars because they were the company was like no she's an unknown we want a known so we can sell the movie and they're like no we want sophie yeah. and they're like well we got to cut a million dollars yeah. because anna paid off yeah. they were right yeah. um but yeah it's like they're working on a just, tight look, schedule type budget but their their youtube energy and their energy as filmmakers comes through and it makes such a great film. But not only that, but it's written so well. Let's we, hope it's sustained and it's not the kind of thing where the they get... Beginner's like, luck. No, not beginner's luck. But let's just hope now that they get a bit... They, if they get a bigger budget for the next movie, mm. they don't... Well, Because, you know, there's directors where... Oh, they should do it. Yeah, it's like too much. You yeah. give them no, too much I, money I, and I trust, I trust. I trust them and I trust A24, I think... Um, They've they've also been attached to the Street Fighter movie, which will be very interesting because of their background in stunts and fighting and like wrestling. So that could go well, maybe, probably not. But (laughs) it's an interesting choice for that movie. It's not just a boring, like, let's get generic studio simp to churn out the CGI crap. Uh, Street Fighter movie. Mm. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, very good movie. Definitely check it out. Uh, I will. I hope. I think the 4K is coming out soon, so I'm gonna buy it and watch it again during Spooktober. Um, and I'm really like A24. Like I said, Umbrella released that hand, but it was blank, and you draw it on yourself. I'm like, I don't yeah. want that. There's and then A24, the the movie, damn it. yeah, and then A24 released one that it's like a statue of the hand with all the writing on it. And I was about to buy it, even though it was like yeah. 110 USD, not including shipping. Um, and I'm trying to be good with money, but I was like hovering over the buy now button. <laughs> Uh, and then I noticed that it's like yeah, a it's incense a burner, quote yeah, unquote. Quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want that crap. Get that out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just give me the statue, man. Um, so, yeah, that'll be cool if I could one day get that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just really like this movie. I think it's one of the best horror movies mm. of 
recent memory oh, and of the 21st century and just a good Australian... Please go support this movie. Yeah. Also, the sound design, holy yeah. crap, so brutal, so good. It's yeah. also fun. It's got funny moments. It has funny moments. has a kangaroo. Doesn't have any CGI crap in it. Not that we could notice. No. But, yeah, great makeup effects. Yeah, they, all the effects and, you know, that's good, interesting. practical effects were good. That's interesting as well. It's like all their YouTube friends who made the videos with them, they brought them along. Yeah. So, it's just like, it's it's not just, these are like... Yeah, the rise the rising tide lifts all the boats. Yeah, but they've also, the, the experience they had yeah. making videos, making silly videos as kids into YouTube videos, into film, like, it all adds up and yeah, they're really yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. They're, the skills really, are transferable. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's really good. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. We'll be right back after this quick break. You are back on the Tuesday Review. Um, doing a catch-up episode of everything in between and around Myth that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Yes. Uh, the next movie on our list is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. A personal... I was I was hyped for this. As oh, we, yeah. As we are, we are Wes Anderson about before. Simps. Yeah, we're Wes Anderson Simps. We're stands for Wes we Anderson. Stands. I'm like, he uses colour in a movie, oh, in yeah. a movie landscape that is all just brown and grey. <laughs> yeah. He uses colour. <laughs> and that is enough for us Not sometimes. just colour, but like colour with a capital C. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. But I mean, we, like I told, I like I was like to these guys, I'm like, I don't care if you guys are coming or not. I'm going day one, and so opening day, even though we had a Myth movie, this uh, we had Scrapper the same day. Um, we went to Kino. see, uh, yeah, we went to see the Asteroid City at Kino, and it's not the best Wes Anderson movie, but it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen for the visuals. It's still a breath of fresh air. It's, like it's still a Wes Anderson. movie. Oh yeah, it's, it's still, still, it still if you has like, everything. If you, you like, like Wes Anderson, yeah, you, this it's, is. It has his sense of quirky humor. Yeah, it has the color. It has like the, the nice framing device. The framing. Yeah, the chapters and framing yeah. devices. Yeah, the um, the cast. You know, the cast stacked yeah. cast stacked. Yeah, that's all well and good. I just the one thing, no spoilers, obviously, but. Tom Hanks's character, I look at him oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, Bill Murray must have been available because this is like... It feels like a character that Bill Murray would usually play yeah, in a Wes Anderson exactly. movie. But yeah, because Nathan's like, I don't think he was available because Tom Hanks is <laughs> yeah. playing the role. Like, Tom Hanks is fine. Yeah. But like all the, the character and all the dialogue, I'm just like, this is Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was written, it was written for Bill. Yeah. It, it, he just wasn't able to do it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's my headcanon. Yeah. No, it makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good movie. I mean, it's it's set in like the 1950s in the desert and... Los Alamos? Near Los Alamos? I think so, yeah. yeah. And they're like doing nuclear... It's like an army base. They're doing nuclear testing. And they're hosting kids. And they're like hosting science. like a science fair yeah. for like um, like smart kids. Um, and then there's like a UFO and like all the town and the townspeople, all the out-of-towners and the kids who are there for the fair and the military base, uh, military and the scientists are all like trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And also meanwhile there's a there's a sort of a play like it's it's, a, it's all set it's inside a, movie, a play. It's technically oh, mild spoilers. It's like it's a movie but there's in, a framing the, it's like a multi level movie where in reality it's like an audience watching a play. Yeah. But the movie is presented in the audience's imagination as a movie. Sort it's of, kind of yeah. being acted in the real world in quotes, it's being acted out yeah. as a play. But and so there's like multiple and there's like framing devices yeah. or like and there's different chapters and there's I think this is I don't know this might be the most I don't know if esoteric is the right word but it feels more so than some of it was like all of Wes Anderson's other films there's more of a philosophical something else going on yeah like he's definitely trying to say something i'd agree with, that. with especially with the layers and the there's like weird moments of like characters kind of you know breaking the fourth wall and repeating phrases and yeah there's what, definitely what is it if you what is it if you don't if you don't fall asleep, fall asleep you can never wake up something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah and yeah, it's yeah. just like and especially because there's the contact with aliens it's like there's definitely something in there about it's about communication or is Wes Anderson an experiencer has he talked about that I don't know. we have to look up <laughs> if he hasn't talked about that we have to contact him and ask him about <laughs> come on the show Wes Anderson please we'll just we talk love, about aliens we, we love you we won't mention your movies at all <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think this one more so than his other movies is like, 
I'd have to like I think there's something else that I missed that yeah. there's a, there's a message there there's the, a it is there's a, it is de- in some ways it's denser perhaps yeah yeah at least or yeah. at least more um esoteric fi- uh, yeah. philosophical whatever the word I'm looking yeah. for is some there's something like there, oh there's something he's trying think, to say something about I think you're definitely right humanity and communication and art and I'm not exactly sure yeah I, I think it needs a few viewings I think you're definitely I mean, right I like all of Wes Anderson's movies and I've seen all of them multiple times and I own all of them except for French Dispatch because it just came out recently um, and like obviously Asteroid City is one I'm going to watch again but yeah I think this one warrants repeat viewings so you yep. can catch more also even if you have no idea what's going on or whatever it's just his it's movies a good vi- it's a good vibe movie that's why i said go <laughs> yeah. to see on the big screen because a friend of mine asked me is it worth seeing i said well one i'm biased because i'm a <laughs> where's anderson stan but two i'm like just visually where's anderson is that a country <laughs> um but like two um uh, it's just for the color and like the film. It's the like cinematography it's good. It's, good. Not, yeah. it's worth seeing on the big screen yeah. and the music. And he has funny songs and all the and the music big movie too. stars. Yeah, um, Jarvis Cocker from Pulp is in the little country band. Okay, um, and he he wrote some of the music. For yeah, the that movie. makes sense. Um, and he plays. You know, there's that little bluegrass band in the movie. Yeah, uh, Sue uh, Sue George. The yeah. uh, is he Brazilian? Anyway, he's in he's in yeah. Steve Life Aquatic. He's in it as well. Um, Jarvis Cock is the leader of that band in the movie. Okay, And yeah. he also wrote the end track. Okay. Um, and he did, yeah, he did some of the score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the score, like the, the color, the cinematography. It's, it's classic the, Wes Anderson. It's yeah. classic Wes Anderson. Or the humor. Yeah, yeah, like if you like Wes Anderson, you know what you're going to get and you're going to get a lot of it. And it's, it's... I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's not an entry level not, not an Wes entry Anderson. Level. No, 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 no. But I'm if saying... If you're a Wes Anderson like we are... yeah. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. But if you're just interested in dipping your toe into the weird yeah, you're, waters... Yeah, you'd probably be like, what the hell is I'd this? start somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is worth... It's definitely worth checking out. Um, it's just a really good experience. And, yeah. And it, I, it, yeah. I want, yeah, I want to watch it again. It's a good vibe movie. I don't... Have any of his movies come out in 4K yet? I don't think so. He must have approval. It might, it might, might not come out until he approves the... Um, the cut. The, the, yeah, restor- the, the restoration. restoration, yeah. But yeah, because I've got all these movies on DVD and then I upgraded it all to Blu-ray and now I'm like, crap, now I'm going to have to do a 4K. So I'm kind of waiting a while. I'm wa- yeah, I'm like yeah. waiting because I didn't buy French Dispatch because it had no special features and it was just Blu-ray. And I'm like, Criterion usually releases his stuff. Maybe one day they'll do a big box set. Whoa, a Criterion box set. <sighs> I'm going to start like, saving up now. It'll cost you like $800 plus yeah. import duties. I'm going to yeah. have to start saving up for that now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh man, I love him so much. And he's also got that Netflix, Netflix short. Movies. Yeah, he's got. Like, he's got. He's got. Is it multiple, a short film? It is a short film. It's like twenty minutes. He's got something. at least two coming out. On he's Netflix. got. There's a feature yeah. he's making. There's also soon, a feature coming out, but he's there's a, a short film coming out on Netflix more, soon. Sooner, yeah, like yeah. In, the next in the next few months, month or like so, forty yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So excited about that. That's based yeah. off a short book itself or something like that. Okay. It's, it's something. Yeah. I'm not, it's I'm got not Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I haven't watched the trailer because I don't uh, really. Yeah. I want to go into. Yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer yeah. come up and I was like, so I'm, I'm going to watch it anyway. Watch it. Yeah. I'd rather not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asteroid City again. Go watch it. Another good movie. Yeah. But we're biased. But we're biased. The next movie on our list tonight is Dracula: Voyage of the Demeter. Yeah, so this movie is originally called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is a better title. Yep. And I think overseas it's still known as that. And But the audiences are dum-dums. But apparently Australian audiences are too dum-dum because they retitled it Dracula, Voyage of the Demeter. I guess so everyone knows it's a Dracula movie. Everyone knows the vampire. I don't know, stupid marketing I like to decision. think that if they kept the name The Last Voyage of the Demeter, there'd be some dude watching it and be like, hey, that's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> at Probably. The, at the end, the end yeah. scene, it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That would make like, for a better experience, though. Is that a bad leaves, thing? Yeah. Something leaves and he's like, what a rip-off. If you, yeah, if, you're, if you don't know about the Demeter and like the story of, and you watch it and then you're like, what, what, what? Like, that would be a cool way to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Last Voyage of the Demeter <laughs> is a better title and is the name of the chapter in the Dracula novel that this film is based off. Uh, so based off of. So that's an interesting concept. It's taking one chapter from a book and just making a two-hour film based on that. And it's also like 
one of the most memorable chapters of Dracula where Dracula goes from Transylvania um, in like his coffin or whatever onto like a um, cargo ship, um, like, a, you know, it's yeah. old-timey 1800s uh, sail ship uh, to England. Yeah. Um, so that the rest of the story can happen. But during the voyage, he wakes up and murders all the crew. And so when the boat arrives at in England, it's a ghost ship. Yeah. And there's like the chapter in the book about like they find the captain's log and it's yeah. like, ooh, what happened on the ship? Yeah. Um, awesome. And that's a great idea to make that into a feature, just that into a feature film without all the other Dracula sort of yeah. story. Um, it's just a good kind of bottle horror movie, mm. like um, claustrophobic, yeah. you know, like, you know, The Thing or something. It's yeah, like yeah, a- or yeah, Alien, exactly. Alien. Yeah. It's like Alien. Um, and the director is interesting. I th- uh, he made a movie, I think, called... Nathan, can you check who directed... Uh, I forget his name. I think he's... Nor- I want to say Norwegian. The director of this movie. Finnish, yeah. Andre... Overdahl? Yeah. He, I don't know if I'm sa- did, pronouncing that right. But. Did he do a movie called Troll Hunter? He did. Yeah. So, that that's a really good movie. Um, and he, I think he's from Norway. I want to say Norway. He is Norwegian. Um, yes. Norwegian, yeah. So, I was like, okay, that's interesting. He's now doing a sort of big Hollywood horror movie, whatever. Um, this might be worth seeing. Interesting idea based on one of the all-time great horror Characters Too bad and it wasn't made by him. It was made by the studio. <laughs> That's the thing. So we're we're yeah. like we're like we like Dracula. We like horror movies. I'm like I know the director. Let's go. Let's <laughs> whatever. <sighs> Look, it's not the worst movie I've seen. It had David Dalmatian. I mean, yeah, it had uh, David Desmalchin or Desmalkin that we talked about uh, during Myth, uh, who was in Late Night um, with the Devil. With the Devil. Um, and the rest of the cast was good yeah, too. Yeah, the cast is good. And yeah, it was just what we could see of the cast. Yeah. yeah. So one, it had the problem that we complain about a lot, where it's just very flat, very dark digital cinematography, very brown, um, and it's not like it's a like horror movies. Obviously, supposed to be dark, but this is something we've talked about many times, and I know we repeat ourselves a lot, or I repeat it myself a lot. But it's like you watch a movie, a horror movie from the 70s or 80s. Yes, it's dark and shadowy, but you can still see what's going yeah, exactly. on. Yeah. And in the shadows, the, the shadows are dark, but out of the, around the shadows, there are highlights, there are key yeah. lights. Like it's well shot. It's shot in a way, even if it's at night time. Yeah, you you're can like, still see everything that's Yeah, it's going like, on. okay, it's movie night time. Yeah. It's not... Yeah, yeah exactly. but they, it's they not... Use, they use the lighting to highlight what they want you to see. Exactly. And it's like, to, to, like the, the key and also parts like, of the frame. Yeah, and also the dark... You know, the shadows are still scary because you're like, what's in there? Yeah. But you can still see if something comes out of it, you can tell. Yeah. Something goes into the shadow, you can tell. Like, yeah. And there's still color involved. Yeah. Um, That's correct. And we've talked a lot about before. It's like now all movies, not just horror movies, is they're just all digitally flat color graded. So, you know, all the lights and darks look closer together yeah, you can't than see before. What's going on. There's no color. People are yeah. wearing color, but it's muted and brown. The skin tones are kind of saturated yep. brown and got, you know, that gold, not even gold, more piss yeah. yellow brown. And just like this movie suffers from that where you're like, you can't see the shadows and you can't see out of the shadows. So there's and no so tension. There's really, no tension yeah. because I'm like, and you know, you, you, Dracula's like kind of walking in between and it's like but he's, he's, he's also all, a CG he's all a brown yeah. and there's too much and CG like in this Gollum. movie let's yeah. just be honest they did a bad uh, Dracula's not that scary like what you see in movies so, is just kind of grey and yeah, like so CG and my favourite sort of Dracula Nosferatu yeah, representation yeah. Uh, or adaptation is the original Nosferatu which was technically based on Dracula but they didn't have the rights so they just like Crane, fudged a yeah. few things and like he's Nosferatu he's not Dracula and he looks a little worse yeah. for wear. And he, yeah, and he's got the long fingernails and the teeth and he's like bald. And I'm like, that's really cool. And so they use that uh, type of vampire for this version of Dracula. And I'm like, cool. But also what they did 
is they CGI'd him a good 90, 85% of the time. And they did this thing to his face where instead of that creepy Nosferatu, they gave him like a weird golem, like big eyes, kind of a weird funny nose, like little mouth. I think he's not like... The thing about Dracula is that he's... At, he's at once he's a beast, but he's also a man, and that's and he swings between and them that's another, as he needs. That's another failing of the movie is, even though I just said, oh, it's interesting yeah. just to have the kind of mo- ghost monster vampire yeah. on a bo- vampire on a boat. But he's not really a vampire in you, this movie. He's you, more of just a beast. But that's the thing is like, and it's interesting. It's like you don't have to deal with the other Dracula stuff. You just take that chapter and like what yeah. happened on the boat. Um. But then you lose what makes Dracula Dracula, which is his Count Dracula. He's yeah. this guy yeah, who lives in this he's castle. A one spo- spoiler alert for Dracula. You know, he gets off the boat at the end. and he <laughs> Yeah, he goes to England. And yeah. then there's that, there's that scene at the end where it ties into, the, I guess, the larger Dracula story. Oh, yeah, that's where, bad. And it's like, you see him at the end, but it's still the Nosferatu walking around. Yeah, he's still he's a just monster. Everyone's going to hack. Like, yeah. no, no, yeah. like, the, like the police wouldn't be beating him to death in yeah. their billy clubs. Like, yeah. come on, man. So this He's is, meant to this be is charismatic pro- and charming. And, yeah, you know. so this is a problem with the movie <laughs> is that it ends up feeling very hard. Hollywood. Yeah. It feels too CGI, too flat digital, too ugly brown. The story, the characters and story are very shallow and boring. And I guess it comes back to saying, you know, on the other hand, saying, you know, one hand I was saying it's an interesting just taking that story, that, that part of the story, that chapter and expounding on it. On the other hand, it's just like, well, what was good about that chapter was that it was like a mystery. It was just like the ghost ship land, uh, docks yeah. at, at in England. And there's no one on. Everyone's dead. They find the captain's log. It's like, what happened? And that's the fun part of it. Now you just show that and it's, oh, it's just a monster movie where the crew gets killed off one by one by a monster, a vampire. Yeah. And also yeah. that vampire is a CGI golem looking guy who you can't see most of the time because everything's <laughs> black and gray and brown. Um, and then there's, there's a big action spoiler. There's a big action scene at the end where they're trying to kill Dracula and they're flying and flipping around and throwing stuff and the ship's on fire. And, and mm. I was like, this is not a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. There's no tension throughout any of we the We were not film. scared at all. No. And I mean, you know, we're desensitized to horror movies for the most part. But even like there are horror movies where I'm like, it's not scary, but I'm like, there's tension. I'm mm-hmm. unsettled. Yeah. yeah. That's this movie had for, yeah. none of that. Mm. Dracula, Voyage of the Demeter, was just, from start to finish, very flat. Both yeah. visually and, uh, st- like, tension story-wise. Yeah. Um, I feel like this exact same movie, made in the 70s or 80s, would, would amazing, automatically yeah. be much better, even if it was still kind of a boring story. Yeah. Just the, pra- the, film the, pra- the filmmaking the f- would have been yeah, better. The yeah, the cinematography and the practical effects would be so much better. 100%. Yeah. And also, as Callum was saying... The end of this movie feels very studio mandated. Like, but what if it does well? But the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, but then Dracula happens because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I'm just like, <sighs> and yeah. this is also the you know it's the problem with prequels. It's like <laughs> we know where it's going to end up, yeah. and this is like not a prequel, but it's like set in between. It's like in the middle of the Dracula story, so it's just like we already know what happens before, and we know what happens after. Um, and if they make a sequel, which is like the rest of Dracula, it's just like, well, what's the, what's what's the, point? the point? Yeah. So, not the worst movie ever, but it's not a particularly... It's disa- disappointing. It's disappointing. Look, it's um, been a positive few weeks, but you can and skip a lot this of, one. <laughs> yeah, and a lot. I've seen a lot of people come in and say, oh, it's really good, it's really... No. and. Watch not, it on streaming if you want. Look, object- yeah, if you got look, nothing better to do. Oh, look, this is a show based on our opinions, but objectively, this movie fails technically. I would argue in some yeah. ways. No, I agree. It, it was not, un- honestly. So it's, it's not. Un- it's not like oh, this is so bad. cheap and awful. But no, it's no, no, like it's just, oh, this is kind of an. It's ugly- uninspired. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like the most average version of this story you could possibly tell. Yeah, and the characters are very flat. The cinematography yeah. is very flat. The story and there's not enough tension. It's just like yeah. And it, there's not enough practic. There's no. There's not enough practical gore or scares or whatever to keep you invested on that level either. Again, that's they can't deter. They, they don't know where so they even want to be a, because it's like even it's as Dracula. a horror movie, you're like, oh, there's no good kills. In yeah, this exactly. Movie. Because there's it's no PG thirteen because it's got to appeal to the kids. Was it? 
I think so. Was it M here or? I think it was an R, like an American R. Like I think because mm. there's blood, but it's just very. There's no memorable. Oh, it's M A fifteen here. Yeah, yeah so it's an R rated yeah. horror movie. So it is a so pro- like, but yeah, it's just like. <laughs> It, Why? There are no yeah. memorable moments of when they Dracula wasted that kills. rating, James. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and because, like, I guess there's a couple. There's like one bit where his neck is all, and there's some practical. But yeah, there's no memorable yeah. kills or no memorable, nah. except for maybe when the guy gets possessed and he's like with the axe, he's going through yeah, the door. Yeah, it's like yeah. here's Johnny, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, there are better Dracula uh, adjacent vampire adjacent movies. So. Yeah, skip this one, guys. Sorry. Yeah. The um, next one I haven't seen. Yes, I yeah. haven't seen the next so one. So, Theatre Camp. This was playing... Theatre Camp was playing at MIFF, but unfortunately, we couldn't fit it into our schedule. Um, it Luckily, it came out recently. Um, it got a sort of wider release. Um, so, I was like, I'm going to go see it because this is one I wanted to see at it MIFF that I didn't good. get a chance. Um, it's a comedy about a failing kind of kids theater camp in the Adirondack mountains in upstate New York, I want to say. Um, and there it's basically like we have to put on a great show because we have to make money, uh, to save the camp kind of thing. Yeah. The story is not important. What's important is it's this really funny, really kind of heartfelt and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Comedy or... Like, when it's like, f- not a passion project, but you can feel they they, they, they made their, it out of love. Yeah. Personal, yeah. It's like, personal, yeah. Yeah. And so, the, the kind of writer writers and directors, and like, they're also in the movie, and they wrote the movie, and they direct, and it's like, and all the, and it's filled with all these hilarious kind of comedic actors. So, I feel like there's a lot of improv, and so the whole movie just feels very like we're a family of like funny people who came together to collaborate on this like 90 minute movie. And the story is yeah. not important. It's just like, here's all the crazy stuff that happens and all the characters moments and the interactions and the improv and the, uh, yeah. and the songs are really funny and the kids are really funny. It's just really, really good. I think it's one of the better, we've talked about like, they don't really make, mainstream comedies anymore comedies are in a hard spot and they get released one, to streaming and that's it. yeah and this one wasn't like a wide wide release where you can go see it at all the mainstream cinemas but um it's like it felt like one of the better comedies i've seen yeah. uh in a while um it's definitely worth checking out it was really really funny the yeah the songs are really good um yeah i i i there is a mockumentary element, but it's not a mockumentary movie. There's yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. part of it. There's like a framing device of like, yeah. you know, talking mm-hmm. to the... But it's not... Most of it's just normal kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, there's a little bit of like um, best in show, that kind of... Imp- like, there's a lot of improv Um Like, I feel like a lot of these actors who are really funny, you know, in other projects and stuff... Like they've all they're they're just playing they're around, here. and they're, they're the filmmakers have also been good enough to kind of focus. They're all, it's all focused, so it's not just. Sometimes it can get off track, yeah. And you're like, "This is funny, but like, what Where's are we going? what are we yeah. doing here?" You know, it's like a two and a half hour movie of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just a ninety minute movie. It's really funny. It's like got to save the camp. We got to write the show and put on the show. We got to rehearse with the kids. And all the, uh, you know, the theatre teachers are, like, self-absorbed and, you know, arty-farty yeah. kind of theatre. Yeah. And all the th- all the kids are theatre kids, so they're all flamboyant and running around. And it's just like... And meanwhile, the tech bro kind of Logan Paul-esque uh, son of the theatre director uh, takes over and he's just like, yo, what up? It's your boy, Troy. And he's, like, trying to turn... He's trying to make money out of this, and he has no idea what he was doing. Yeah. Um. And he's obviously not a, a theater, theater kid. A theater gentleman. Yeah. Um. And so there's all this hilarious, and the cast is great, and yeah, I just really, I just really, really also, like I'll it. check it out. Yeah, it's nice. definitely worth watching. I think it's available on uh, video on demand as well. So it might be, yeah. But yeah, def- definitely worth seeing. It's hilarious. The last movie we have um, to round us out yes. is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage I really like this movie. I think it. Um, it Turtle power. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It. I like. I like this movie. I think it maintains the kind of the solidish run we're having of like animated comic book and it definitely sort of adaptations in that vein. Like when the trailer came out, I was like, visually, it definitely has a strong Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, stylistic. Yeah. Um. Homage, yeah, like it's not obviously even homage, it's just a straight. They're just they're trying to make it a straight up like subgenre of animation now. I reckon. Sort of, yeah, yeah, and it's like because most mainstream animation is just your Pixar, your DreamWorks, your kind of typical three yeah. D animation, which looks sort of nice. But Spider Verse was one where it's like, oh, it's great to see something that's a bit weirder, a bit stranger, a bit more, more originally artistic, yeah. not just and especially we talked about with uh, across the Spider Verse, the second one. Where it's just like, oh, they're really going for it. There's just yeah. like solid colors and like really weird sketchy. Um, and so they don't have a monopoly on it. But I definitely think Mutant Mayhem was just like in like one inspired by that. But also yeah. it, it, allowed, it allowed the studio to say, you don't just have to do the boring Pixar 3D yeah, animation. You can liberated us back to the art of almost 2D. So, so visually, <laughs> yeah. Vi- yeah, visu- yeah, visually, it does. Yeah, it's almost 2D. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gonna, it's like a 2.5D. Yeah, they're going to keep evolving until we get to 2D again. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and then we'll be like, thankfully, thank God. Yeah. They, uh, if, Dis- if Disney did a classic hand-drawn 2D animation oh, yeah. film and marketed the hell out of it, yeah. that would be a big deal. I think yeah. now, now is the time. Yeah. Um. They tried to do it with Princess and the Frog like 15 years ago, whereas like, yeah, but no one was. I think now but is the time. Also, to do yeah, it. 15 years ago was like the explosion of the 3D, and it was the kind yeah. of the wrong moment. Now is the right. Yeah, moment. now it's like people. Yeah, people would appreciate it. I more. think. But, uh, yeah. yeah, this Brad, movie. Oh, Brad Bird doing a uh, 2D animate. Oh man, this um, film. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Get excited, but, yeah, yeah, not getting excited. Yeah, I'm not getting excited. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, visually, like the animation of uh, Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is really cool. It's got that sketchy, yeah. hand-painted, uh, whatever. I appreciated um, it. That's cool. Um, I'm a huge Ninja Turtles fan. I've fallen off in recent years just because there's, you know, the... the <sighs> The cartoons aren't, you know, up my alley anymore and I'm, you know, I'm getting yeah. a bit older. But like I was a huge fan of the animated series in the 90s That's and the early 2000s. Everyone was. Even the 2010s one was pretty good. And, you know, I really liked the 2007 animated movie and um, I even watched the more recent movie that came out last year, which was pretty unremarkable. But I was just like, Ninja Turtles, I'm going to watch it. So I'm like, like I love yeah. Ninja Turtles. So... I think story-wise, you know, you, you, you get the Ninja Turtles, you're like, this is fine. But this is not the best Ninja Turtles film, I think. No, I think the not from a, not from a story. Yeah, the original uh, 1990 live-action movie is still the best. That movie's dope. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I think the 2007 animated TMNT movie is a bit better. The Turtles Forever animated kind of straight-to-DVD movie is better. Um, but that's not saying Mutant Mayhem isn't good. It's I a visual it. treat. It's visually, yeah. it's good. It's got a cool soundtrack. Um, voice I, acting's pretty good. I liked. I, I like. They did a thing where the kids who play the Ninja Turtles are actually teenagers, so they all they all sound like younger. They're all, and what they did is they recorded them watching each other so they can refund. They each recorded other, them yeah. all of them in the same booth, which usually when you're voice acting, you do it on your own so it's like one you know someone you just read the script and you're just like but like it really helps this movie because you feel like the kids are feel, a gang yeah. they're like um they're you, a group. you feel you yeah. feel that energy uh it, yeah. of them bouncing off each other yeah. and you feel like when they're excited about something yeah, or exactly, yeah. and they're kind of talking over each other um, and so I think that helps the movie a if lot. Technical technical perspective is probably easier filming them all together than trying to edit in. Like if you get a perfect take of like all the kids doing yeah. it right at the one time, rather than doing them one by one and then and having to try and fit it together and, and splice yeah. it, I'm like, yeah. isn't it just easy to just have the kids do it all together probably. as a group? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not the way I guess it's it's also, yeah, it's also because with voice acting, sometimes it's like you have no choice. It's mm. like one guy's in one country and another guy's all yeah. schedules. Whereas this is like the 
let's get them all together and yeah. and it, you can tell it makes it feel yeah. And I like those moments. Yeah. Uh, I think the best thing about this movie is that the turtles feel like teenagers. They feel like brothers, and they there's a heavy emphasis on them being like growing up in the sewer and not being accepted by humans and trying to come out to the world. And there's a theme of like accepting being accepting yourself and being accepted. And I like that in terms of the ninja stuff and the science fiction stuff. I didn't think it was very good. That's uh, yeah, but oh yeah, I, we learned ninja skills from watching the TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so the ninja stuff is almost Fate, non-existent. Uh, non-existent. Yes, it's yeah. just like, oh, uh, Splinter learned self-defense because he's afraid from humans, and they learned it, and now they're ninjas. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't it's make kinda any sense. Kind of rushed. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just kind of like, so th- they literally could have not been ninjas, and this movie would have been the same. Yeah, like yeah. they could have just been like teens who are going up, like mutant, mutant, uh, mutant. Uh, teenage mutant turtles <laughs> yeah. going up against the mutant enemies and they're just like because at the end of the day teenage mutant MMA turtles well that would be closer to to the ninja like stuff it's like you still have to yeah. yeah but like yeah I just one thing I liked about them this is double edged sword one thing I liked about the movie is that Shredder wasn't the bad guy again so like he is in most of the TNT stuff so uh this time was Superfly and a gang of other mutants. Um, so I like that aspect of it. But Kept I also felt like that even removed it further from the ninja stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the ninja stuff is not important to this movie at all. Um, yeah, yeah. And Splinter is like almost a non-character except as a curmudgeonly old rat dad. <laughs> yeah. He's just a dad who sits in his chair and, you know, watches, you know, reads his books and watches his stories. Um so, I think it could have been stronger on that front. Yeah. I think character, you know, character and the kids and the whatever, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Counterpoint, uh, non-spoilers. Non yeah, yeah. So, don't react too much to what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, Chris Pine's cameo was awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah we so won't we'll say it, we'll what that is, but that was funny. I will say, though, most of the humor for me, this might just be me because I'm a grump, fell flat. There I were saw a few... so there was something on Twitter about that, actually. It's yeah. interesting you say that. Uh, the movie, like the the voice actors are teenage kids, yeah. Also, and a, yeah. a lot of their dialogue is authentically teenage kids. Also, we're millennials. So, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. So <laughs> I think I think there is some of it that we're just aging out of it, so we don't get as much out of it as some of the younger audience. There's definitely will. part of that, but I felt um, like a lot of it was like heavily relied on like pop culture references, yeah. which generally, you know, yeah, I don't have a problem with, but. It just felt like almost every line was like, "You look like this guy from this. Yeah. You you sound like this guy from this." I remember that time in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. and a lot of it felt because you know, fifteen year olds would they even know a lot of those references? I felt like a lot of it felt scripted. Some that sounds like studio interference yeah, at some it level. It felt it felt more. Um, we need callbacks. No more callbacks, please. Yeah, it felt yeah. more authentic when they're all talking over each other, and yeah. it felt more like they were just improving. I'd like to, I like you know, I, w- I would like to be a super fly on the wall <laughs> of the studio and be like, how much of that was scripted? How much of it was improv? Are there more improvy takes that might be less traditionally funny in not joke jokes, but are just more like. Yeah, crazy kids saying stupid yeah. stuff. Like I, th- that would have made it better for me. I think. Um, yeah, that's yeah. True. Uh, overall, like s- story, it character, like it just it was not as strong as some, let's say Spider Verse for argument's sake. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to keep comparing it to that, but well, it's there are very few movies in the genre, so unfortunately, it's always going to come back to that comparison. Mm. This, this new, I should say, it's not such a genre; it's a new wave of animation style. Yeah, which on yeah. the one hand is good because it's um, like, but it's more visually. Yeah, but the yeah. knee jerk is automatically people are going to say, "Yeah, but Spider Verse yeah. is better." Yeah, which is a they would have known that going in that that's the compare that's like the level they're aiming for. You know, well, what I, I mean? feel like this is that's the only reason um, this made this movie got made, or at oh, least yeah, got made yeah. in the way it got made. Yeah, um, that's fair. Also, because Seth Rogen uh, and Evan Goldberg produced it, and so I think they were fans of Ninja Turtles. And I did. Like, I did like that we got Bebop and Rocksteady though. 
Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That and didn't do much though. No, oh, they I guess did. they did. There well, was that chase scene with yeah. the um, He-Man meme song. I was right about oh. to bring that up. <laughs> and I liked that they used the, the actual the actual version yeah, of it, yeah. even with the skeletal bit and the stuff. Yeah. He says, hey, sir, it hurts. <laughs> what, well, what is it? Uh, I'm blinking. And he said. Yes, and he said. I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, the whole yeah. kind of meme part. Yeah. Too good. That was, that was, that was a, the perfect use of that song. Yeah, fifteen-year-old yeah, yeah. kids aren't getting that reference. Nah. I'll tell you that. That was. No, was yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like there were because the movie's only like 90, 90 something minutes. Oh yeah, an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I feel like what I one? feel like there are there are like a moment will happen where it's just like, oh, that feels like Ninja Turtles, and then ten minutes ago will go yeah. by, and I'm like kind of looking at my watch, and then another and then another Ninja. I'll be like, oh, cool, and then another ten minutes ago. I felt like there needed to be some sort of better weaving of the characters yeah. and the story and the lore and the behind the the mythology, whatever. Of the, the lore was kind of wasted. Like, yeah. Let's be real. And um, they, you know, they minor like spoilers. Said, there's a shredder tease at the end, so it's like oh, he'll yeah. show up eventually and whatever. But again, as you said, the whole kind of they did no ninja training and they're down in the sewer because Dad's afraid of. Yeah. and it's kind of just a bit flat as yeah. you said and they really breeze past that yeah. and then it's just like I did also the thing that threw me out a little bit did Seth Rogen do multiple voices and did he do I'm he pretty did sure Bebop he, he did Bebop but also at the end when there's like all the news reporters at the end I'm pretty sure um, don't hold Maybe. me to this he did a couple of news anchors that wouldn't, yeah. That, but that, he that didn't change sense. his voice at all. <laughs> I'm just like, man. Yeah, to me, know. it was a little yeah, jarring. I didn't, I didn't notice it. But yeah, it's not unusual to do more yeah. than one voice. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, if you're a, if I, if you're a like, big um, Ninja Turtles fan like me, you're going to see it anyway. But if you're not really... It's not the worst movie. Yeah. Like, like it's fine. It's nice to watch it's for the animation. I think also, if, yeah. you, if you're like, you know, if you're like our age as well and like you're, you're kind of like not into... A lot of people are like, oh, it's a cartoon. I'm not going to see it. But then you saw Spider-Verse and were like, oh, I'm convinced this is awesome. This is not going to be a movie, I think, that does that it to doesn't live those up to people. No, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're not an animation, if you're an older... Not, you know, I'm not into animation anymore. But then you saw Spider Verse and like that's awesome. This won't do that. It I looks similar, think. but it's not anywhere it, near. Yeah, as it good. won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, character yeah. and the stories yeah. is not as strong. And yeah, yeah, it's not as strong overall. Yeah, but I mean, it was fine. It didn't insult me as an Ninja Turtles <laughs> yeah. fan. It's not insulting. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'd probably watch the second one and be like, oh, this is cool. They brought brought in some other stuff from the comics and whatever. It's so, a hockey yeah. guy. Casey Jones, Casey my favorite. When when people oh, ask yeah. me, yeah. when people ask me, <laughs> yeah. who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I don't say Donatello. Yeah. I don't say Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't say Leonardo or Raphael. I say Casey Mother Effin Jones. Are they going to bring him into the sequel? I hope so. He'll he'll show up eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the best. He's the best. Honestly, like the early two thousands cartoon version of Ninja Turtles one is the best, but his version of um, Casey, Casey Jones. Jones so good man I love Ninja Turtles <laughs> but yeah this wasn't like a yeah. oh my god this is awesome I was just kind of like yeah it's alright yeah also what's interesting is before the movie came out I found out that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score and I'm like excuse me what <laughs> so I'm like well now I have to kind of watch it don't I I didn't notice um, it being most of it's pretty standard yeah I didn't notice action it. movie animated hero superhero movie score I, yeah. there are a couple of moments where I'm like that's definitely their piano you can tell um, and then during the credits I was like listening even harder I'm like oh there's synthy there's some synthy stuff going here that I that, uh, that I'm digging but overall it's not yeah, it's I not strong it enough it wasn't a standout the Spider-Verse yeah. soundtrack um, score is better like yeah. stronger I think uh, even with uh, Reznor and Ross, I was like, you don't get a yeah. real... It's not strong enough. No. Um, and a lot of the needle drops is just, you know, cool, but like just hip-hop tracks yeah. that we've heard before. Um, not as good as uh, the ones in Spider-Verse either. Yeah. Uh, I think instead of Jackie Chan, who was fine as Splinter, but not not the best Splinter... I think they should have made Splinter black, like a black actor, instead of Asian. Yeah, this, this that movie, makes sense. This movie is very New York. Like, yeah. I think yeah. this is out of all the Ninja Turtles, is like this is like New York, New York. It's like music, hip hop from New York, and this yeah. and that. 
and you got ice i mean ice cubes west coast but you know he's got yeah two two of the kids who play ninja turtles are black kids and you got ice cube and it's just like i reckon splinter would have been better as like a keith david like deep yeah. voice you know yeah like master or no, yeah. I agree. I don't know. I was just because it lends to the New York again. You could not have that been there's more not New York, yeah. yeah. I, but also, it ties in with the whole like he's not really Splinter. He's just an old rat who looked after them and sits in the in his chair all day. Like Splinter yeah. was like a, a kung fu master. Yeah, like he wore like that. He's the, the Jedi, robe. Ma- he's yeah, the Jedi he, master. He's Obi Wan or yeah, yeah. He's, he's Yoda. He's got the robe and yeah. he's just like do or do not. You know, he's like training yeah. them and he's like you know and then one of them will get out of line and he's like, remember your training. And, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the stuff I like from Ninja Turtles. The ninja stuff. Yeah, they failed they, at that in this That one. stuff is like almost non-existent. They could have just been Teenage Mutant Turtles and it would have been a... Th- th- this movie w- should have been called Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Mutant Teenage Mayhem. Mutant Street Fighting Turtles. <laughs> they, yeah, I guess it was more street fighting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just... Yeah. Anyway, that's just me nerding yeah. out about like yeah. the could, what <laughs> like, could again, have been. James is overly critical. It's not the worst movie. You no, see. no, no. It's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just. Right. It's, it's just, not. It's not what we would like to have it have lived up to its expectations. Yeah, yeah. Considering its competition, it's not. Yeah. The, it's not the movie that the property deserves at this point. Yeah, like, I like think if they're going to remake it in that style, they could have gone gone bigger and better. They could have made some different I'm, I'm glad, choices. I'm glad they didn't do. Live. It's good that they made it. On one hand, I'm glad they didn't li- do live action because Hollywood cannot do live action Ninja Turtles anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think the last couple of live action movies proved that. Um, but uh, so I think animated is the way to go. But uh, yeah. yeah, it didn't. Unless they do something where it's live action, but the actual if they turtles actually get, are animated. If they actually yeah. no no, if they actually do what they did in the 1990s with the animatronic heads and the rubber suits, but to a 2020s yeah. degree of technology and yeah. and uh yeah it could be uh, good that but that we've talked about no, this they, they don't, don't do that or, in movies or just do it the old school way and have like the actual 2d animation in like the real like world. roger rabbit <laughs> yeah that would be interesting interesting no that, <laughs> yeah. that, that would be there that would be too many questions <laughs> too many yeah all right are we done yeah sorry i was just nerding no, out about that's Ninja all right that's what we're here for i'll shut up Thanks for listening, everyone. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page, the Instagram, and the threads at Tuesday Review AU. Keep an eye out. We've got lots of packed news uh, and coverage coming soon. It's going to be an ex- it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, a few weeks away. Lots going on, yeah. Keep an eye on the socials for more updates. We'll be back next week. Adios, cousins.